0: You can listen to The Professional Left on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or at our website, ProLeftPod.com, where you can also contribute to this podcast. There's a PayPal button at our website, or you can mail us a letter and or contribution at P.O. Box 9133, Springfield, Illinois, 62791.
1: This is the podcast for February 2nd, 2018. It's not safe for work.
0: Coming to you live from the State of the Union Hall of Fame where we are camped out next to the Mars Bitches exhibit. It's the professional left with Driftglass and Blue Gal. Hey, Driftglass. Why don't
2: you
1: give people a little bit of historical context for Mars Bitches? No, no. If you
0: you weren't there, I can't make it happen for you. It's like (laughs) Woodstock. It just (laughs) might as well just forget about it. No, this is actually for, uh, uh, this is a shout out to Mr. um, Christopher L. Hayes. Yes. Uh, who apparently doesn't remember the Bush administration, <laughs> uh, or is astonished, astonished that people on the right can't seem to remember uh, the guy named George Bush that they elected twice.
1: And that was was parodied on this weekend's, this past weekend, Saturday yes. Night Live, where yes. Will Ferrell did a remarkable job. Yes. I thought the best part of the whole show. Yes. Uh, Making sure people remembered that George W. Bush. No, no, no. You don't want to go back and say Bush was a good guy. I was a good guy. I was was terrible. Terrible.
0: I was really bad. Really bad.
1: No, you don't want. Don't Uh, don't do that. So, uh, you know, you said you're we're going to do this later, but the fact is, you have to get this off your chest.
0: I do. Well, Mars bitches is a callback. Also, switch. uh, We would have accepted switchgrass. There was a time, my boys and girls, back in this country, back in the early days when the pioneers rolled across the plains in SUVs looking for places for their kids to get Wi-Fi. Um, Back in the olden times, liberals uh, used to gather around the digital campfire and listen to what we used to call the State of the Union Address. Uh, And it was always amusing to see – it was George W. Bush, always hilarious to watch him mispronounce nuclear, Um, always a delight to see him just sort of wander off and talk about shit that everyone knew he was lying about. And uh, a couple of the things – and the occasional just wild-ass policy thing he would throw out there and, and, you know, and we're going to go to Mars. Yeah, we're going to go to Mars. And so Mars, bitches, became a thing among liberals for about, oh, I don't know, a week or a month or a year. But some of your older, more grizzled veterans of the of the uh, past, people who of of the
1: blogosphere back when they called it the blogosphere after, you know, that the the, uh, Arianna Huffington quotation. Yeah. Yeah, Back,
0: you know, back before the blogosphere became Huffington Post, which became right.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Apparently, um, President Stupid gave a uh, State of the Union address this week, which has since just disappeared. Off the face of the earth. I mean, except Van,
1: except for him bragging about uh, audience size. Literally trillions of people. Just just like just like with the inauguration, yeah. you know, this is the largest ever.
0: Ever ever. And the and ever. the
1: fact is, it is the largest ever for Fox, and since that's his only reality, right. uh, the largest percentage of viewers were. At Fox News, of course, because uh, the rest of us were boycotting the speech. So um...
0: (laughs) and and this the speech lasted in public memory long enough for Van Jones to say that it was structurally brilliant because I don't don't know what the (laughs) hell they keep dosing Van Jones with. But every time I see him, I'm reminded of like the second or third reel of Cool Hand Luke. (laughs) When he's finally been beaten into a pulp, he's like, just don't hit me no more, boss. I'll do whatever you say, boss. That's Van Jones. Mm-hmm. I, I am I am just horrified the degree to which he has become a fucking stooge uh, on 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 cable TV. But uh, the the general motif of cable TV is where we are going, which is I, I this week uh, we're recording this on Thursday night. Apparently, mm-hmm. there's a, a big fake memo that's about to drop that's going to change nothing at all. Actually, it's going to change. It'll proceed exactly the way you imagine it. So we'll get to mm-hmm. that in a minute. Mm-hmm. But. Um, Recording this Thursday night because my wife has church sleepaway camp on Friday.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I have a a church leadership retreat to yes, go to. That's right. Yes. That's,
0: that's what they're calling, it. What
1: they're calling it. Yeah, yeah. So and and uh, it's just one night. It'll be fine. But it's on a Friday, so I've got to make sure everything's done before I go because yeah. All this... pod, podcast comes first. Last night we had our yes.
0: um, we led our church writing group. We did, um, and so yeah. For all, for all of you folks out there who would like um, hardcore liberals who are actually of faith to talk to someone about anything, <laughs> uh, you apparently don't seem to think we exist. And we do. And we and believe me, there are a lot of us and yeah. we're eloquent. So but that's a different podcast for a different day.
1: I, I find it interesting that I mean, we could we could do a whole podcast and what is faith because yeah. for, you know, it's it's not Giving President uh, Pornstar a mulligan every no. time he uh, pays off or bribes, you know the bribery is the thing. Uh,
0: like Potter Stewart I, said, I I, I I can I don't know what um, fake Christianity is, but I know it when I see it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I can't. It's, I, it's like pornography. I know it when I see it, and I know. Tommy
1: Laren, it's yeah. Tommy Laren putting a cross on her Facebook page about being such a good Christian. Mm-hmm. And then calling uh, Congressman Kennedy Olympic. Yeah. And then apologizing yeah. because, you know, she, sincerely, and this was just my private Instagram page.
0: Right. I was being. Speaking
1: of mulligans.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I was being a shitty person in private. On no. my
1: private Instagram page, right. Right. which is Public. 2.1 million followers, I think she has. Of course it is. And she has, you know,. At Fox News, hashtag Fox News in her bio, and the only reason she has 2.1 million for 1.2 million or whatever—it's in the millions of followers that she has.
0: Oh honey, there are no rules. (laughs) There are no rules. Um, So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd be delighted to do an entire series, mini-series on uh, just basically like what we talked about last night. We're not going to talk about any details, but you know. People have various no faith at all or some a little bit or some a lot. And I'm, yeah. I'm a big fan of the Jefferson Bible. Yes, yeah, you know, said get, that, you get know, right. rid of the miracles. I'm uh, the, the lessons in morality of taking care of the poor and taking care of the sick and welcoming the stranger and, and mm-hmm. sacrificing for the good of the community and asking your followers to forgive people and to help people and and being really, really clear that the rich and the powerful and the hypocrites and the Pharisees are. Uh, go to the back of the fucking line. Yep. Uh, there's, money's not evil, necessarily, but what you do with it can make you an evil person.
1: Yes, and, and also, as I, as I said, uh, in addition to what you had said, which was brilliant, mm-hmm. uh, Jesus walked around the earth with a broken heart. Yeah, yes he did. And if we embrace humanity or attempt to embrace humanity the way we believe Jesus was depicted to do so, I mean, and I'm trying to be as hedgy as I can because... <laughs> I, you know, we don't know the historical Jesus. You know, I will get emails saying he didn't exist. And and I don't care. (laughs) I don't care what is historically accurate. I care about what we do with the knowledge that we have today. Mm -hmm. And what we do with the knowledge that we have today, if we take as our exemplar, a person who said, blessed be the poor Mm -hmm. and acted on it and Stood up to the conservatives of his age, and they nailed him to a cross for it. Right. Because he threatened them. Right. And this is a political story. Whether you like it or not, it is a political story. It's a religious story. It's a political story. So, uh, all that said, we are uh, churchgoers and part of a a faith community uh, that many members of whom work very, very hard to make the world a better place. Yes. Uh, Through raising money for cancer research, through... uh, Mentoring at element, public elementary schools, to, which is not a violation of church and state. When you get a no. group of church people together and you say we are going to set up a volunteer uh, schedule for people to go read to kids in school, you're not reading them the Bible. You're not re- no, you're, you're not, reading not them proselytizing. George,
0: you know, right, you're-, you're
1: reading them whatever their text of the day is, right. or you're helping them with their addition or whatever it is. You're simply a conduit for people who have time on their hands and want to do good in their community to do right. good.
0: Going out and in the so, and putting putting smoke detectors
1: right in the in, homes in of, homes of seniors. Yeah. Right, right, that kind mm-hmm. of thing. So that's where our ministry is, and mm-hmm.
0: uh, and we'd be and delighted I... to talk to any audience <laughs> right. uh, that seems to believe uh, that there are none of us out there uh, at right. all, and that you need to that, that really the reach out has to be. I keep hearing I really I I keep hearing over and over again how how it's impossible or how this this talking to evangelicals is is impossible because liberals are all a bunch of fucking atheists. No, no, there are all kinds of different liberals. We're happy to take these people on on their own ground. There's just this sort of massive belief that we don't exist. Speaking of which, getting back to Christopher L. Hayes, uh, who who has a lovely show and had, in my opinion, a much, much better show. Back when he was on Saturday morning and could be a lot more rebellious and a lot more sort of open about his political beliefs.
1: But He now has three little kids at his house, including a newborn, which is why I I do give him a mulligan for not watching Saturday Night Live. I get that.
0: (laughs) Uh, But it is it is the last 48 hours, really, where Mm -hmm. uh, maybe a little bit longer than that, where while while talking to Jennifer Rubin and Rick Mm -hmm. Wilson on Mm -hmm. liberal television in between appearances by uh, by Bill (laughs) Kristol, And God knows whatever fucking conservative they have on stealing a chair that rightfully belongs to a liberal because they're talking about stuff that we've been saying for decades.
1: And Drew not to interrupt you, but I just want you to know that Bill Crystal was not on Velshi and Rule today. Oh. So um, Velshi and Rule read um, Bill Crystal tweets.
0: I literally looked over <laughs> my shoulder just now, Blue Gal, and, yeah. and uh, Ari Melber is interviewing Jennifer Rubin. Uh, and an hour ago. She lives ago, there
1: now. <laughs> yeah.
0: An hour ago, I was I, I was walking past and just catching a little bit of it. And there was there was Bill Kristol talking yeah. to uh, Nicole Wallace. Yeah. Uh, it, it Every one of those seats represents a theft, yep. a theft of a place at the table for actual liberals who actually didn't enable this monstrosity and uh-huh. didn't build this uh-huh. beast and are now uh-huh. desperately trying to cover up the fact that they were part of all this and, and trying to. Get a little uh, forgiveness without any actual fucking atonement, without yeah, any good right. works. They just want to pretend that people like us don't exist, and all this is brand new information, which leads us back to Chris Hayes, who in the last two or three days has suddenly discovered a thing called a memory hole, <laughs> uh, which genuinely it seems genuinely astonished that to find that people, quote unquote, on the right seem to not remember that they built this entire cult of personality around George Bush and really backed this guy to the wall for eight years and that somehow they just don't remember that. You you talk to them and they they have no memory of that. That never happened. And he's gone on on Twitter and on his show for a couple of days now about just the astonishing amount of shit that has disappeared down the memory hole. And I just kind of wonder, you know, having a newborn and being sleep deprived and a bunch Mm -hmm. of other things is... All legitimate. I understand that, but this is shit we've been writing about since since the Clinton years, mm-hmm. or, or talking mm-hmm. about. And I, I didn't start writing this down until 2005. But this has been going on a long ass time. All Republicans do is forget the past. That's that. That is their superpower. That's mm-hmm. why we're so terrifying mm-hmm. to them because our superpower is remembering the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bill Kristol and 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 uh, and the rest of his cabal of lunatics and and Hugh Hewitt wouldn't survive 30 seconds on television opposite anyone who, who brings their past up. Right. Which is why people who bring the past up are not allowed on television. Mm -hmm. But Chris Hayes is like literally staggered by the fact that these people, uh, don't remember, uh, the shit that they said or did. And and he seems flabbergasted by he also, this is just heartbreaking and amusing and just infuriating all at once. Seems to not understand, um, He's, he's suddenly come around to the conclusion that, oh, my God, Donald Trump is the Republican Party. Yes. So he is the Republican Party. This is really who they are. Holy crap. And and they weren't kidding. <laughs> In yeah. all those years, they act like Nazis and they act like racists and they act like fascists and they act like scum. And they lied and they cheated and they forgot. And they called liberals traitors. Holy shit, they weren't kidding. It wasn't you know who, a fucking you know joke.
1: You know who doesn't have that problem? And maybe this oh. is a generational thing. Oh, but Lawrence O'Donnell doesn't have this no, problem.
0: he doesn't. No,
1: Lawrence obviously. O'Donnell just says, "Oh, they don't want DACA. They've never wanted DACA. They've always been an anti-immigrant party since right. since 1964. That's they've the been part. an anti-immigrant party. That's the part
0: that that is missing in action from Mr. Hayes, which and is
1: it might be gen- it might be generational. I just uh, want to throw that out there.
0: Well, you know, except. If his job were to sell shoes or aluminum siding, <laughs> that would be great. His job is to be the guy who knows shit about politics and could talk intelligently about the history of politics and discuss culture and politics and conservatism. And, li- and he keeps having these guests on.
1: Well, to and, talk and, about and, politics. and he was not a baby during the Bush administration no, either. He, right. was so, yeah. yeah. he was a reporter in Chicago. He was
0: a big reporter for the Nation magazine. He, he right. probably lived six right. blocks from me. Right. Uh, that's probably why I'm not on his show. I, I remember now. There was this thing. uh, (laughs) All right. It was the ginger man. I believe I (laughs) house slipped out of his shoes at pool. He drift
1: glass. Yeah. He drift glass. Moving on. Do we have have a new sponsor? Uh, Yes, we do. An imaginary sponsor?
0: An imaginary new sponsor. Yes. Uh, This portion of our show is brought to you by the Wag the Dog custom memo service. Do you have an imaginary scandal you need legitimized in a hurry? Don't trust that job to Devin Nunez. Devin Nunez is a fuck up. Let Wag the Dog custom memo service provide you with a complete portfolio of falsified affidavits, fictional timelines, Cherry picked out of out of context facts and solid imitation oak talking points, guaranteed to be the center of attention at your next Meet the Press panel. That's Walk the Dog custom memo service because Devin News. Walk just,
1: the dog or wag the dog. Which I'm is sorry, it? Drift glass. It's, This is a very
0: this is a very new sponsor. I just they called me literally, but you know what I'm going to do, Blue Gal. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to contact our good friends at Wag the Dog custom memo service and have this entire segment rewritten. And <laughs> it will never have happened. It'll all have come perfectly. You know what? You know why? I know not to trust Devin Nunez because Devin Nunez is a fuck-up.
1: Well, and I just noticed as we were coming on air that uh-huh. Axios, you know, that— Bastard that, of uh, liberalism.
0: Yeah.
1: That, no, I was going to say that uh, coal-fired website, because yeah. they are, you know, petrochemical-sponsored yeah. place, uh, they are reporting that uh, the White House is concerned that the Nunez memo may be a nothing burger.
0: It might not be nothing. <laughs>
1: It might be a dud, and then what? Except it doesn't matter. As if the Nunez memo is not solely for the purpose of feeding Sean Hannity a talking point. Yeah. And as if Sean Hannity is going to run out of talking points at some, you know. We forget that it was just like, what, six days ago, seven days ago, that Mm -hmm. the secret society... (laughs) Was being pushed as, you know, there's these FBI agents had a secret, society, secret to, society to unseat Trump, to to somehow usurp Trump's ability to be president of the United States from inside the FBI. And, and they a secret meeting.
0: Had Ron Johnson, actual elected official. Uh, had an informant. Yes. And one of Cameron said, "I have an informant," and he tells me all about the secret society. And he's my friend, and his name is Kazoo, and he's a green <laughs> alien. <and> he floats <laughs> over my head, tells me shit, and I know it's true. And
1: and today, today, Ron Johnson, uh, a, with a complete memory lapse of yes. having done any of that, what? is now what? demanding every text from the FBI since December of 2015.
0: So. <laughs> Yes, of course he is.
1: I want all your texts and all your documentation and all of your your personal records and your social security numbers and and you know. You know and he is chairman of the Senate Intelligence Committee.
0: And you know what, blue gal. Everyone's an undocumented alien now. Seriously. Everyone it, it, has to show their papers and everyone has to show their documents because and uh, this this is it is Kafkaesque. OK, this it is, is it reality is. by Philip Dick and with a little able assistance by Hunter Thompson and Kurt mm-hmm. Vonnegut. But mm-hmm. Chris Hayes, this is also absolutely predictable.
2: Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. because
0: the second again i think it was generational i think it is generational i think yeah, yeah. Cr- i think chris I, i'm speculating wildly because chris hayes has never returned any of my tweets he's never returned an email he's ne- he's other than once he responded saying that he thinks he's pretty responsive to his fans that's yeah. the only time i've ever gotten anything back but and i'm a liberal and we've been watching him since you know we have our our inners cups we have yeah, our right, you know right. we've been watching him since he was just a kid on saturday morning um and it was a club but I really think he finds it hard to wrap his brain around the fact that people like his good friend, Ben Dominic, uh, without whose help, um, without Mr. Hayes' help, Mr. Dominic wouldn't have a career. Mm -hmm. Because Mm -hmm. Chris just went out of his way to put his good friend Ben on television over and over and over and over again and pal it around and, and treat him like an equal and treat him like a peer and promote his Federalist newsletter, which is now just another Nazi broadsheet. And it really is shocking to him, I think, to discover that his good pal and friend and cigar buddy or drinking buddy or whatever the fuck they were
1: is a, is a fascist mm-hmm. and wasn't kidding. The whole well, time. and I think it's, it's hard for me. I will, I'm going to admit this. It's hard for me, mm-hmm. uh, to admit that, you know, what our listener, uh, April, who had lunch with us a few weeks ago yes. Yes. said, no, if you've got an R after your name, there's only two, uh, explanations. You're either, uh, in some way mentally deficient and i'm sorry for you if that's the case where you just literally you don't have all of your brain cells in a row the right. way they're supposed to be and that's a tragedy mm-hmm. or you're called, evil <laughs> it's also called a gomert you know it's also called yeah. a gomert <laughs> or uh-huh. you're evil well and you can you can excuse uh, gomert as being not all there mentally right. but you can't excuse the voters who continually put him on office
0: absolutely yes so
1: this is this is the thing I, I just want to switch gears for a moment, though. Go back to Sean Hannity. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because Sean Hannity's viewer, viewership is up a little bit. Uh-huh. Uh, because people from our side of the uh, spectrum are switching over every once in a while to see just how bad it is. Yeah. On nights when, for instance, uh, and and this was a night, Monday night, when I thought the, the world was coming to an end. I came home yeah. and uh, talked to you and said, look. You know, the here's this uh, FBI uh, officer McCabe who is leaving immediately, uh, has been forced out, and it looks like that is uh, leading to a path for Trump to fire Mueller. Right. You know, through Rosenstein.
0: Still looks that way.
1: It still looks that way. And in the meantime, uh, this whole Nunez thing of that was the night that they voted, we're going to release our side and not the Democratic side. And everything was just looking like, OK, they are all of them are going to just play as dirty as they can. And this oh this was also the day that Trump said, uh, we're not going to do the sanctions. And this is the biggest story. Right. This is what we should be talking about for yes. two hours. Yes. is And screaming from the top of our roof mm-hmm. that if, if you had any doubt that... Donald Trump had a quid pro quo for getting into office, for getting help, being elected uh, to stop the sanctions. After he, you know, Congress, there were, what, seven or eight members of the House and Senate who who voted no?
0: Yeah, it was almost unanimous.
1: And then he had to sign it because all of them said, no, you have to sign, you know, you have to sign this. This This makes you look guilty if you don't sign this. So he signs it. Then there's the deadline for the sanctions. Oh, we've decided this is enough of a... The fact that you voted it that way, that's enough of a deterrent. You know, the fact that Donald Trump said a million times that he's going to build a wall and uh, Mexico's going to pay for it, that's enough of a deterrent for anyone to come. And, and actually, it kind of is. There are people aren't coming across the border. So we're just not going to build a wall, you right. know? No, this is, this is quid pro quo. He is doing what Manafort arranged at the Republican National Convention.
0: Yes, and that's why half the R- Russian intelligence community... Came over this week.
1: Right. To check on her investment. Yeah. And met with the CIA director. Yeah. And. That's (laughs) exciting. This is is just. We might as you. I think it was you who tweeted. Perhaps might mm-hmm. as well just you know fly a Russian flag.
0: Yeah, there is a Russian flag flying over the White House.
1: Yep.
0: Uh, I was going to say the American flag in distress. You know, you you turn run uh, mm-hmm. you fly a flag upside down when distressed. But no, the the Russian flag now flies over the White House, right. over your White House, over and it's White because yeah. of your Republican neighbors yep. and your Republican friends and your Republican relatives who not only voted for this catastrophe, knowing full well that he was every horrible thing liberals said he was. Mm-hmm. and are now perfectly sanguine about what he's doing. And, and well, because
1: when, we got Gorsuch on the Supreme Court, so we're all set now. You know, and when what?
0: all of this becomes overwhelming to them, when their yeah. own shits become so thick they can't breathe anymore, what do they mm-hmm. say? They say, well, I just I don't follow politics
1: anymore. I don't pay attention to It's just to
0: crazy. It it's just all crazy. All the shouting, all the partisanship is just crazy. I don't even follow politics anymore. No, you've done your bit. You've elected a, a lunatic, racist, Russian cutout as your president, mm-hmm. and he is looting your country on, under on your name, and you're just too goddamn busy being offended by all of the anger and all the divisiveness to pay any fucking attention to the results of your disaster. Can I mention one thing that's fascinating to me that just crossed my Twitter stream? Sure. Do you know who you know who Matt Getz is, right? Yes. He's making a reputation for himself as the single punch, most punchable Republican douchebag in Congress. Right. Right. He's a conspiracy nut. He's just, and he just looks like. If you took...
1: Is he the drunk driver, too? Yes. No. Yes, he is. I thought so.
0: took Paul Ryan and soaked him in a beer keg for a month,
1: uh-huh. kind of
0: bloated and smirky looking, like, fuck you, I got elected, I can't... You know who his guest was to the State of the Union address? Uh,
1: it was... Um,
0: I... Chuck, Chuck Johnson.
1: Yeah, yeah. From you know, Instapundit, right?
0: In, not Instapundit. No, he's so much fucking worse.
1: No,
0: this, is, wh- this is the cyber stalker and harassment specialist, oh, Chuck gosh. Johnson. Oh, red-beard freak who's been yes, banned right. off and on. And and Getz said, you know, my guest, when asked, my guest is not a Holocaust denier. And then people went over to Reddit and found all of his Holocaust denier jokes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, and Matt Getz runs it in Florida. So as Digby said, good thing there are not a lot of Jewish voters in Florida.
1: Right, no Jewish voters but in Florida.
0: Literally, he found just the most repellent sack of shit he could find to make his guest at the State of the Union address, because that's the Republican Party. Chris Hayes, attention, Chris Hayes, that's the Republican Party. That has always been the Republican Party. That has been the Republican Party your entire life, to the extent you didn't notice that. That is the extent to which you are not doing your job. Look to well, your left.
1: And and your entire industry, Chris Hayes, is now gearing itself up to make a lifeboat for these people to come back Right. and, and be— the balance between right. the extremes on the left, right. right, the extremes, and the this is John Kasich on Morning Joe this week.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, John Kasich, well, say? you know,
1: John didn't he say the extreme? What well, he didn't say the, the extreme. First, but,
0: the first fucking words out of his mouth was uh-huh. the far left and the far right.
1: Far left, you and know, the far far, left right.
0: The far right. Chris, all I'm asking you is next time you're uh, at MSNBC. Look to your left and look to your right. And you will see a whole bunch of people from that Bush regime that you think people can't remember are now your colleagues. And what they're doing is they're using the cameras and the lights and the the staff and the makeup artists all around you to build lifeboats for themselves, to save themselves and fuck the rest of us over as they float away to the next catastrophe that they'll author.
1: Because as, as John Kasich said, my hope is with the millennials and mm-hmm. with the Gen Xers, mm-hmm. that they're going to bring back sense to America because they don't like this partisanship. We don't like And that. what he means is we're going to find a young running mate for John Kasich mm-hmm. to be the new generation of Republicans. Yeah. And... and that new generation of Republicans in eight years, in 2028 or 2024, or whenever that memory hole opens up and swallows up the Trumpism, which, oh. is, as you're noticing, is you're saying, "Oh my God, it's the Republican Party. They actually like this." Oh no, no, no. That's going to be totally separated now. You know, the 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 uh, Republican base is not at all interested in this. They want bipartisan agreements yeah. and so forth. So in 2024, 2028, 20, we'll have some Gen Xer, some Millennial Republican. New wave Republican, you young know, guns. reasonable, young guns. They'll be the reasonable young guns Republicans, out. the young guns, mm-hmm. and they'll come on. And what will they do? Take away health care from 21 million people. Sure. And, and this it... is people. This is not me being partisan and saying I want to destroy Republicans. I want to destroy individual Republicans. I never want to go back to losing a night's sleep over my health insurance, over my ability to look at my country and see it as welcoming mm-hmm. and to get rid of the lunacy and the greed that is expressed by that side of the aisle. Yeah. That's got to go.
0: And those and every time you pull a chair out for mm-hmm. Bill Crystal, or I'm sorry, David Frum. <laughs> if you every time you give a show to Joe Scarborough, who swears he he never even heard of Donald Trump before 18 months ago, before 12 months ago, never heard of him. Uh, no, no. We this morning on on the Morning Joe show, the little Mika. You know, he he married uh he married his uh his, his now. <laughs> he married his his TV friend. Yeah. He married his little buddy. He married his sidekick. Um, and and she threw in a completely staged act of fake outrage, uh, threw Michael Wolf off of her show. Mm-hmm. This is morning, Joe. We don't tolerate BS around here, she said. This segment's over, and cut him off. Mm-hmm. And like, no, no, this is the home of BS. <laughs> you guys invented BS. You were well,
1: absolutely- I just keep going back to that same segment from last July. I pull it up all the time and send it to people. Mm-hmm. Donald's got his groove back. This is... this is July of 2016. Go look at go look up the word groove on Crooks and Liars. You'll find it immediately.
0: Mm-hmm. And this it's is just
1: Mika Brzezinski and and Steele, Michael Steele, mm-hmm. and Trump gave a speech in Ohio. It was the mosquito speech. I don't like mosquitoes. Speaking of mosquitoes, how are you, Hillary? Ha 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 ha. Oh, Donald's got his groove back, mm-hmm. says Mika. And he speaks to people like no one else in America. He connects with his audience like no other politician ever had. And she just couldn't stop talking about his communication ability. Yeah. Now, at that time, I'm I'm going to now do the uh, BS that would get me thrown off of <laughs> Morning Joe because yeah. I'm going to posit that people might be screwing each other. Yeah. Mika and Joe were screwing each other, and Donald Trump knew it.
0: Yeah, he did. He was,
1: and yeah. they had an agreement. You know, we'll let you phone in. We'll say nice things about you. And everyone has the understanding that you are not going to win this election.
0: Right. That's not going to happen.
1: So there's no cost involved to us being nice and you keeping your mouth shut. And that's, right. you know, apparently that's making deals to keep each other's secrets is a perfectly okay thing. Oh, no. Because making,
0: making deals to keep people's secrets is what. The media does. It does yeah. That yeah. really is their job. Their yeah. job is to make sure that people like Joe Scarborough, Bill Crystal have never suffer any consequences right. for anything. That I mean, if you just define a, a machine by its function, mm-hmm. you can call it whatever you can call it a blender, you can call it a pancake maker, you can call it a steam engine. It doesn't matter. If what it does is protect these lying shit bags and give them jobs for life and make sure they're never challenged. When they're in front of a camera, they're never challenged by anyone who can wave what they said yesterday in their face and say, "But that's not what you said. You're sitting here being as pious as fuck. Six months ago, you were saying the exact opposite. How the fuck are you getting away with this? Mm -hmm. That is the function of of cable news to to protect Joe Scarborough's career. And and Donald Trump made the mistake of insulting Joe Scarborough's girlfriend. Yep. And threatening to hold. Once it looked like he might actually have a shot at this. He, he decided he would hold Joe's girlfriend over his head. Mm-hmm. And suddenly, Joe Scarborough discovered that Donald Trump cannot be trusted. Right. And right. that's what Joe Scarborough became.
1: An independent.
0: A reluctant reluctant, independent. Mm-hmm. My mm-hmm. former party, I don't even know yeah. what happened to Well, of course you know what happened. You happened to it, Joe. People
1: well, and, like and you. He, this is what I couldn't get over, is they're talking in historical context all week yeah. about Watergate. Yes. And they're talking about past, uh, you know, State of the Union addresses. Mm-hmm. But nobody talked about the speech to Congress in March that Joe Scarborough wrote yes. for Donald Trump. And Joe Scarborough sat on the floor of the House, not in the gallery, Huh? On the floor of the house next to John Lewis, and gave Donald Trump a standing ovation for the words that Joe Scarborough wrote. Joe Scarborough rode over to the Capitol building with Donald Trump.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: This is not. This is you know easy to find, easy to get pictures of it and yeah. see it. Uh, and to their credit, the Colbert Show, <laughs> you know, did a did an edit. Mm-hmm. Of Donald Trump saying the true, the real state of the union is horrible, and you know just you, you, what you would expect. Yeah. But they snuck in there a split second of Joe Scarborough standing up and clapping.
0: Yeah. So and in I answer said, to Chris Hayes's question,
1: comedians are allowed to remember.
0: In answer yeah. to Chris Hayes's question, how can people forget what they were, what they said and did and believed ten years ago, dude? People in your building who have bigger offices than you. Who, you know, by on a first name basis, lie about shit they were doing 10 months ago Mm -hmm. and everyone in your building all because they remember what Melissa Harris Perry looks like. (laughs) They remember what happened Mm -hmm. to her and they all agree not to talk about it. And that in that mutual agreement to lie, to cover up for the decision to put Hugh Hewitt on the air. Joe Mm -hmm. Scarborough on the air and Rick Wilson on the air and George Will on the air and never talk about their past. In that mutual decision to lie about it, you burn your credibility with people like us Mm because we know you're lying to us. We know that you're being held hostage to your career, that if you if you started talking, if you started telling the truth about what really goes on in your industry, you would not be in your industry anymore. So we
1: say this with love
0: (laughs) that. And that leads us to ask the question. What else aren't you telling us? Your job yeah. is to tell us things. Your job, The job of the news is to inform the public, us, about important things like this that powerful people are doing like them behind closed doors, which basically is your office. And you're failing at every step along that path and then being shocked when people don't trust the media. <laughs> well, of course we don't trust it because you don't tell us what's really – on the important things you really really omit that we can literally see it's, it, it's it's not you know it's not it's not a biggest secret what's happening inside the media um but you did mention watergate darling
1: I did I, I, like I want to, I want to get to the news roundup but go ahead and talk to me a minute about watergate
0: I would like you to talk about the smoking gun uh,
1: the smoking gun yes cuz the smoking gun with watergate was the tapes mm-hmm. and well, we don't uh, need
0: tapes right now
1: We don't need tapes we have tapes, tapes. we, we, we had have Donald Trump admitting that it was Russia
0: on they Twitter, him fire
1: James Cope on, on television. On television, there's no need he for set. tapes. He said all this shit. No need for shit. tapes. He right. said all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, the thing we don't have, the thing that Donald Trump has protected from day one and has never let us see, are his tax returns. Right. Yep. And follow the money is the rule. Mm-hmm. So uh, I feel as though that, and I don't, I don't kid myself that Fox Newsicans, as they used to be called over at the Aristocrats, uh, the blog of the Aristocrats used to call them, Fox Newsicans. Um, I don't have any uh, illusion that anything Donald Trump does is going to change their mind. Uh, As I said to someone on Twitter the other day, I said he could abort a baby on Fifth Avenue. Yeah. And they'd find a way to give him a mulligan for it. Yeah. Um, But the tax returns are going to be the thing that prove to uh, probably prove to Donald Trump, (laughs) frankly, that it is in his best interest to step down. Because That's money, and he. If there's one thing Donald Trump respects, it's money. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why we, as a nation, I'm not talking about you and I, Drift as right. bloggers or truth tellers, or we just as a nation,
0: informed citizens,
1: right? Why we, as a nation, allowed Donald Trump to pay off 25 million dollars on Trump University and settle that case to make it go away before he was inaugurated and just yep. let it go, right? Uh, But that is Donald Trump's M.O., which is he's criminal, he does bad things, and money always has bought him out of it.
0: Lie, 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 and throw lawyers at a problem until you can't throw another lawyer at the problem. And then then
1: throw money at it.
0: Get out the checkbook, bribe whoever it is to shut up, and -hmm. make sure everyone involved signs signs an NDA and non-disclosure agreement so nobody talks about anything, and then move on to the next scam. Right. And that's his, that's what, and he, he found the biggest scam in the universe, which was.
1: And he uh, really thinks that this whole situation is exactly that. Yeah. And he's following exactly that playbook of lie and lie and lie and lie, fight back, fight with lawyers, fight with lies, fight with media, let Sean Hannity do my bidding, mm-hmm. um, and then distract and, uh. You know, in the end, I'll just pay whatever I got to pay, but it's going to be the lowest possible amount I can pay uh, to get these guys off my back. And I don't think he realizes at all that the Constitution is different, that well, being uh, president is different from being, you know, on, on, on reality television. You know what?
0: Uh, I don't disagree, but l- let me say just two things. The first is, The presidency is different because we choose to let it be different. Mm -hmm. There's an awful lot of stuff that presidents do and don't do that isn't encrypted or written down anywhere in the law. Yeah. We just expect a president to be and behave a certain way. We expect them to actually think of public service as something you do. Right. Um, And that, that you sort of arrive there through a genuine interest in something other than just fucking everyone in sight, taking mm-hmm. their money and running away, which is right. all Donald Trump gives a shit about.
1: Well, and now it's all that the Republican Party is well, doing.
0: And You're that's right. the second part, which is Donald Trump has every reason to believe this is just exactly like being a real estate yep. uh, asshole. Because, because the
1: Republican Party is letting him do it. The Republican yep.
0: Party is behaving like like
1: yeah.
0: like like Manhattan building inspectors. Yeah. If you yeah. tuck enough cash in their pockets, they'll look the other way let you get away with murder the the press is behaving like the new york post mm-hmm. you know it's, it's follow whatever shiny thing donald said and don't ignore right. the fact that it's, it's, its ratings. Fucking criminal yeah right and and the the people who want good government are just being outspent 10 to mm-hmm. 1 right um right. but there is a large meteor heading for the for the real estate market Uh, For this particular scam And and it's the Mueller investigation And he doesn't know how to cope with that Because he can't bribe it away He can't threaten it away So what he's doing is Buying off or firing everyone underneath it
1: Right And then then also lying about them And and the investigators And and throwing mud on the investigators Mm -hmm. To make it so no one will believe them And that's what you do in a divorce case too exactly you, your ex-wife is a slut because that gets you. That means you have to pay less money. So, and and when he said that, the other, it was I think last week about he answered a question about I'm fighting back, and that's that's all he sees this as, and it's not obstruction of justice to him is just fighting back from the the mud pile that he's fighting for. So yeah, well, it's, and,
0: the, and the third or fourth element that makes this like a, a real estate scam are the chumps. Yeah. The people who are dumb enough to give their money to an obvious lunatic liar.
1: By a redhead, liar. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, and yeah. Even though he's clearly stinks on ice, uh, that's the Republican Party. The Republican Party built a perfect chump machine, mm-hmm. a perfect brainwashed moron machine. And, and as and long
1: as you give them doses of racism on a regular basis. They're fine with it. Yeah.
0: They don't even yeah. notice. And it, and it yeah. doesn't matter what he does, because if he does abort a baby on Fifth Avenue mm-hmm. tomorrow— the story will be Hillary Clinton sought, you know, Hillary Clinton will be questioned. Did Hillary Clinton Was Hillary Clinton involved in the murder of Natalie Wood? Let's discuss. Right, right, she right, might right. have been. Where was she? Let's have that conversation. I don't know the answer to that. I'm just asking the question.
1: We're asking the question.
0: Yeah. And the hopes yeah. will be chasing that off for a week. The the, the the thing that, again, we don't talk about any place outside the liberal podcastosphere is the real problem with the Republican Party is the Republican Party.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: The whole thing. And what do you do when 60 million of your fellow citizens are complete, deadass, dead loss, racist morons who can be led around by the nose? You can either go to war with them or you can outspend them and outvote them and outhustle them.
2: Mm-hmm. And I'd mm-hmm. much
0: rather do the, or the latter so that yeah. it never gets to the former because we've had experience with the former. Yep. We had a civil war in this country. Nobody wants that again. Um, what we well, want Dr.
1: Glass, is- Chuck Todd said the real civil war is within the Democratic Party, Chuck because Todd. apparently there are Democrat extremists, Democratic extremists, who want zero cooperation with Donald Trump, even if it means the Dreamers are deported. And I'm quoting here. There is a giant dilemma facing the Democratic Party, and if they don't figure it out, it could lead to civil war in their ranks. They've called Donald Trump everything a liar, a sexist, a racist. They want him censured or impeached, but he is the president. Democrats do have to deal with him. They've made promises to their base, he has to sign big promises like saving DACA recipients. Oh,
0: I think that's the point at which I turned it off.
1: Yeah, it was. (laughs) So I asked the question saving them from what, Chuck? (laughs) Because when you omit that it was Donald Trump who created this crisis, Donald Trump who canceled DACA, Donald Trump who set a deadline for Congress, Donald Trump who agreed with a bipartisan deal, members of Congress brought to him on Monday and then disagreed and and blew up the whole process three days later. And said he would sign it. And said he would sign it. I'll sign it. Yep. If you just omit all of that, you're covering for Donald Trump, and that is the problem. Yes, it is. So uh, then he said, Chuck Todd said, Are they willing to make a deal with him, particularly with the man they heard at the State of the Union address? Are Democrats really willing to make this president the president who saved the Dreamers? That is the dilemma for Democrats.
0: That is the moment when I... Punched the TV and walked away.
1: If they compromise, the base won't like it. And if they don't compromise, they won't like that either. And this was the same dilemma for Republicans under President Obama.
0: That's right. I do recall.
1: And guess what that led to? Pretty bad GOP civil war. Uh Pretty bad. Oh,
0: no. Uh Oh, Oh, my God. Just like Obama. Just like Obama. Yeah,
1: I said, so a band of Freedom Caucus Republicans shutting down the government rather than fund health care for Americans out of partisan spite is exactly the same as some liberals pointing out that Donald Trump isn't trustworthy. And that is a problem not for Donald Trump, not for the Republican Party, but for Democrats.
0: For Democrats,
1: that's right. So I was pleasantly surprised. I'm, I, I'm pretty much reading my post here, but uh, I was pleasantly surprised at Joe Crowley. Apparently he's the chairman of the Democratic House caucus. Uh, and he remained very calm and very polite. And I would not have done that. But oh. he also flattened Chuck Todd's argument. And he made it clear that this is a Trump problem. This is a Ryan problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it occurred to me as I was listening to him talk that he was not going to waste any time arguing about both-siderism with Chuck Todd. That's right. our job, but that's not his job. His job is to represent the Democrats in the House and to get a DACA deal through. And so, number one, I'm glad he was on television because Democrats need to say yes to being on television. And they need to take a page out of this guy's book. This guy did not uh, yield on any factual issue whatsoever. Chuck Todd said, so there's only one guy that could save DACA. What are you going to do? And Joe Crowley said, I don't think there is only one guy who can save DACA. President Trump needs to stay out of the negotiations.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Let the House and Senate work. If the Senate can pass a bill, I'm paraphrasing here, but he said, if the Senate can pass a bill, then there's all kinds of pressure on the House to pass a bill. And there's all kinds of pressure on Paul Ryan to do something. We have 20, a sign on from, I think he said 26 or 27 House members who are Republicans who will help pass a DACA agreement. And if Paul Ryan puts a DACA bill on the floor, it will pass because we will help it pass. Now, Chuck Todd said, and this is where I just want to stab him with a fork. I've heard from some activists who don't want this. They don't trust this president. They don't want him to be the one that they have to go to beg to save the dreamers. What do you tell heated activists at the town hall that you see that said they don't trust him at all. Now, at that point, I would be like, who the fuck are you talking about, Chuck Todd? Right. You're making this up. These are, well, yeah, I don't know, any made... heated activist. Name one who's told you that the Dreamers should be deported rather right. than get Donald Trump to sign a bill. Who has right. told you that? Name them. Nobody.
0: It's a it's a made-up it's argument nobody. to support a bullshit position. Right. right. That keeps and Chuck Crowley, Todd's mortgage Crowley, to
1: his credit, mm-hmm. kept talking about Trump. Yeah. He just said, I think the president continues to take additional hostages. It was only going to be the 800,000 Dreamers or DACA recipients. And he commanded it to be 1.8 million people eligible for DACA. And now it's, you know, and he said, T- Chuck Todd lost his mind. He said, are you calling the fact that he increased the number of people he would make eligible for DACA more hostages? Oh, my God. Crowley said, yes, yes, I am. Yes, I am saying he's taking more hostage Oh, that is rough," says That's Chuck partisan. Todd. That's so partisan. And those, and then Crowley just went right on. He said, "And those in TPS, those that have temporary protective status." He didn't have to do this. This is him talking, Crowley talking. He didn't have to do this. He's adding these folks to the equation and all in an attempt to end certain aspects of legal immigration into the United States. The president is taking a willful and knowing action to increase the amount of people that he will either allow to stay in the United States through legislation or forcibly deport through legislation or lack thereof. And then Chuck Todd changes the subject. But look, he he did not yield. He did not change. He did not uh, say, oh, gosh, it's, you're right. We're going to have to depend on the president. Eventually, he called out the president from taking more hostages. And every time Donald Trump expands the number of people we are talking about, he's simply saying, I'm going to deport all these people, too. So then Chuck Todd asked, what is a reasonable family reunification policy? Well, now there we've already won because he didn't say chain migration. And we there has been on Twitter a movement to call out using the term chain migration as racist.
2: As racist. People Absolutely. with blue racist.
1: check marks yep. have been saying that. And I'm sure it has gotten through to some people on MSNBC that you don't phrase a question chain migration because that you will be called out as a racist. And that is harmful to advertising. So let's not do that. So he said, what is reasonable family reunification policy? And again... Crowley didn't miss a beat. He was ready for this. He said, We already have defined the nuclear family in the law. That's already done. Donald Trump's speech was inaccurate and wrong, and he was not being honest or diplomatic, saying anybody could get into the country. It simply isn't true, and it is demagoguing on the issue. And to, as to the point to allude to, quote, maybe all immigrants are members of gangs, MS-13, or criminals committing crime, which you know, this is all demagoguery. He just said it's all demagoguery. And so... He didn't even get, jump into the bait of what is reasonable family reunification no. problems. No, no, shut up. He's changing the he's changing it to be racist.
0: Always be closing, Lugal. That's what he always was doing. He was closing. always be
1: closing. So mm-hmm. then Todd asked him, "Do you think he uh-huh. made it harder to make a deal? Like, okay, I'm putting it right back on you and the uh-huh. Democrats to make a deal with Donald Trump." And this is when I just fell in love with with Crowley. He said, "I think he made it harder for him with his own base." Because now he has to live up to, you know, all of these people being kicked out of the country. He's not going to be able to do it. Mm -hmm. Uh, If Speaker Ryan and they went right back to it. There are 27, it was 27. There are 27 Republicans in my House of Representatives who signed on to a bipartisan bill here in the House. If Speaker Ryan would give that bill the light of day, that bill would pass immediately. So yes, yes, I do think there is a path forward. It's a question of whether people of goodwill step forward and take this bull by the horns. And that's when Chuck Todd just caved. He said, okay, yeah, yeah, there's a Republican majority in the Senate. I know that. There's a Republican in the White House, a Republican majority in the House. I get that. <laughs> and,
0: <laughs> I, admit I admit it. You caught me. You caught, you me. caught me.
1: And he chicken said Chick fil is made of chicken. Are but then caught he, try- me. he tries to jump back into it. said, So you're going to have activists that say you didn't compromise or, and are going to hold you accountable. What do you think of that? He said, I will know the deal when I see it. If I believe the deal is a fair deal, it will accomplish what I'm trying to accomplish. And then he said, I know that there's a Hastert rule, but I want the Republicans in the House to realize that Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats also have that rule. And the bill that comes to the floor has to have the majority of the minority as well as the majority of the majority. Ha ha ha. So fuck you. It needs to be reflective <laughs> of the values. And this is that word. Remember, we le- they have learned this word, values.
0: They have. Value. Lead with your values. Lead with
1: your values. It needs to be reflective of the values of the Democratic caucus. Yes. And then That's Chuck right. Todd said, well, Speaker Ryan has actually said he'll put any bill that the president will sign onto the floor. Mm-hmm. Uh, he hasn't amended that, but he did say the president has to be willing to sign it. Is that an unfair demand? And then Crowley says... The president said he'd signed a clean dream act. We were in the, it was on television.
0: (laughs) Right, Chuck, you're in television, right? Right? Chuck, you've got a job on television. again,
1: Chuck Todd just has to, well, you know, he says a lot of things. I know you can't really take him at his word, can you?
0: I got a feeling that Chuck. And Crowley won.
1: At that point, Crowley won. He said, that's the problem. I don't trust the president's word. He lies every single day. It's a new thing in Washington that we just accept the fact that the president lies every single day. Yeah, about everything. About everything. And so then Chuck Todd says, so would you trade the wall for DACA? And Crowley will not, again, he will not cave to this. He says, I do not support a wall. We can talk about enhancements at the border. We can make compromises about making a virtual wall and making things that will increase border security. Uh, what if the White House demands it? He said, I think it is a waste of our resources. It's going to cost us 25 to $40 million. You can't drive billion, on it.
2: Billions. Not millions. Billion. 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 Oh, excuse
1: me. Billions, yes. You can't mm-hmm. drive on it. It's a useless piece of infrastructure that does nothing but divide. Right. And then Chuck Todd said, ha, 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 but he could put solar panels on it. And that's the end of the segment. Yeah. Sh- Crowley did not yield on any single point at all. He was prepared. He mm-hmm. made it about Trump. And this is what right. House candidates are doing. Our House candidate, our Congressman Betsy Landergren, yes. is running, uh, and she has done an ad that appeared on Rachel Maddow last night in it our did. in our you know Ooh, our little liberal home our area. Yeah, and it was about Trump, and yeah. it was about values, and it was about having valuing children who have severe medical needs, as her son did.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: He uh, got. Like Lyme disease or something, he had something bad, and he had it bad, and he was in the hospital for quite a while, and he did recover, and he's fine now. But uh, she said, you know, this is this would now be a pre-existing condition for my son, right. if we didn't have protection, and I value families in the 13th district in Illinois being protected from being kicked off of insurance. And Donald mm-hmm. Trump's plan does not. We need and, a Congress. And she ends it with, we need a congressman who will fight back against Donald Trump.
0: And that exactly. To then you, story. this is this is the thing the, the you know, Newt Gingrich is an evil, evil person <laughs> uh, who did terrible, terrible things and turned and 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 trained the Republican Party to talk like Rush Limbaugh mm-hmm. uh, and, and turn the hate radio vocabulary into the common everyday vocabulary of Republican elected officials. And 60 million
1: level. people on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just yeah. you see it all, well, the, I mean, all the time. You see it.
0: You yeah, you can absolutely see it uh, coming. But he, he turned the, first the House and then the Senate, was, uh, the Senate was horrified by what the House was doing over mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. And then they turned into the House. Then then Ted Cruz became the you know average Republican asshole. Right, and then they all right. fell into line because— they're empty, soul-dead creatures. Mm-hmm. But the idea of teaching people in your caucus to speak like that.
1: Right, right.
0: You know, here's how you do it. Mm-hmm. You don't wander off the page. You don't go off. Yeah. Quit debating minutiae. Quit talking right. about policy shit. The, the, the venue you're in doesn't care about policy. Right, right. It cares about
1: Winners winning. and losers, right.
0: Winners and losers and winning an argument. Right. And the way you win an argument is not to engage people on the ground they set for you. Don't eat off the plate that Chuck Todd gives mm-hmm. you hmm. Reject the entire premise of the question and move on to what it is you want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Make him come to you and just keep doing it. And and I probably would raise my voice once or yeah, twice. Yeah. I probably would say, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, are, did, yeah. did you just fall off the tramp truck yesterday? Yeah. I mean, yeah. are you asking this question as Chuck Todd or as a stupid person? <laughs> that's a, that is an incredibly stupid question that you have to be four years old and not know anything about anything. And I believe you're the chief political analyst for this network. So mm-hmm. how do you not understand? Or how did you Donald get Trump this job? Is...
1: Who did that's you right. have to blow to get this job? Yeah. Yes, right. Uh, did
0: did you you know? Did you cut the brakes on David Gregory's car? I <laughs> believe me, he was no fucking prize either. It's all you assholes. <laughs> that's we're out of time. Sorry, we're out of time. Jeff Glass, it's been nice having you on. In in 20 years, we'll have another liberal on. Right. right. Uh, but that's the way to do it. That when you're in that venue, you re- this is something that. You do learn in public speaking mm-hmm. classes, mm-hmm. Uh, or even in writing classes, know your audience. Right, right. If your audience is once, if your audience is um, um, Lincoln Douglas, right. and they're expecting a, a four-hour stemwinder debate, then give that to them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But that's not. If you the know audience you've got three
1: minutes, of. yeah, you're going to turn everything around to uh, Donald Trump's a liar. Right. we can't trust One him, thing. so he has One to thing. stay out of it. And let right. us do our job. We have enough Republicans on our side in the House to get things, something done for the American people. Blah blah blah. And uh, Paul Ryan has to have the will to do it.
0: Yes, it's it's the president. It's the liar in chief and a handful of radicals who run the Republican Party, right. which is not true. They're all fucking crazy. Right. But the, the argument you make is it's radicals who who. Run the Republican Party and the lunatic in chief, who's preventing anything from happening. And the
1: who is the Speaker of the House.
0: Yep. Yes, who so has to have the guts
1: him. to do something, right? Yeah.
0: And and if he doesn't have the guts, I challenge him to come on here and tell me why he won't just put a clean DACA bill up. Yeah, because but we we does. have
1: a leader in the House of Representatives named Nancy Pelosi who has bigger balls than he does.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and, and but <laughs> yeah. remember, you have this is your elevator pitch. You have you have and if you're, it's Chris Matthews, you have eleven seconds because right, he'll right. just talk right over you. Right, but um, it and, and and rule number three is just don't go on Fox News. Yeah, don't yeah, go on Fox News because yeah. the, the, it's not even slanted. It's they're there to punch you in the face yep, yep. and they will not let you leave until you're punched
1: in the face. Yep. Well, um, and, and I but, will say Tim Ryan of Ohio yeah. uh, got Tucker Carlson to end the segment because he uh, made it personal against Tucker Carlson and said, mm-hmm. you know, absolutely nothing about the opioid crisis whatsoever. And (laughs) I've been working on the on the opioid crisis longer than you've been working for this network. And And speaking of, it was like, we got to go.
0: (laughs) Speaking of Tucker Carlson, I'll just let, I'll I'll let you know that, you know, who has a lifetime pass uh, on Tucker Carlson, David Brooks. David Brooks, who said,
1: I gave him a lifetime pass. I'm giving Tucker Carlson a lifetime pass. Uh,
0: He might say things, and this was in a radio interview. And, and, and that's why you realize, oh, there aren't any reasonable conservatives. There aren't any ones who will actually leave that shithole movement slash party. To come to any reasonable agreement because, like memory plastic, like <laughs> rubber, they will snap back to their original position given a half chance to do it. That's why you can't trust Peggy Noonan. You cannot trust yeah. Bill Crystal yeah. because if you give them a fucking inch, the minute this crisis has passed, they will go right back to who they are. And we will be no better the for no better off for it because by this time, you will have lent them credibility.
1: Right. And and you they have... will be part of the party whose crazy wing wants to cut social security and Medicare. Right, right. And we can't go back to that, folks. No.
0: No. The and they'll be forward. sitting there
1: arguing about marginal tax rates and winners and losers in the house and meanwhile the other hand is taking away your, you know, secure retirement. That's Look, it.
0: And the reason we got to this place was Uh, David Brooks did a a radio interview. Um, It it was some sort of panel discussion. But in it, he just basically outed himself as like, no, no, no. Tucker Carlson is always kind and generous and sweet and loving to me. He gives beautiful back rubs and slow, gentle blowjobs. And (laughs) I love him to death. He's a great kid. That little bow tie is so sexy on him. So, you know, he might say so. I don't watch his show.
1: (laughs) That's always his his ignorance of anything that movement (laughs) conservatives do. Right
0: actually do, or anything actual Republicans that live in the world outside of his imagination do is staggering. He he, he knows nothing
1: about it. Yep.
0: And and I've said before, uh, and I'll say again, I'm convinced that Burt Cooper, who's a fictional character from (laughs) Mad Men, still runs New York. He doesn't really run New York, but he thinks he runs New York. And Burt Cooper wants the world to be a certain way. So he hires people like David Brooks to run the New York Times, to be in the New York Times, to tell him that the world outside of, you know, beyond the Hudson River is what he believes it to be. And that's why the the shit that comes out of Washington and New York is so bizarre and so unrelated to reality because there's a core group of insanely rich people and powerful people who want the country to look a certain way and pay people to dress up in costume and tell them it's true. And David Brooks said after this long sort of lead up that, well, Tucker Carlson's always been personally very nice to me and very kind and very generous and very sweet. So. Uh, he might be doing something with some bad children across the street. I don't know about it. I've never seen him do anything bad. Uh, <laughs>
1: but he gets a lifetime pass from yeah, me. Yeah, because he's always been nice to me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and Drift Class, I do, do want to say I, I have tried during this podcast to have empathy for some of the people that work in New York City and have... Uh, you know, mm-hmm. career demands and, and, and try to be understanding. But those are the highest, elite, most educated, best paid people in America to Just do yeah. their job. And they pretend to make a tremendous effort to get to know those of us in the heartland. Yeah. And they fail. And so and it is time for them to... There, We have identified something that needs to be fixed and uh, they have the power and the money and the resources to fix that. It's their choice to do it. And we're here. Uh okay.
0: <laughs> Here's, and here's the thing. You and I are watching uh, – you and I did not watch the response to the uh, – Not
1: live. The, Didn't watch the, the Kennedy response. Yeah. I, I watched uh, we it did, later. Yeah.
0: We did an even more Irish thing.
1: <laughs> we did do uh, a more Irish thing the, the than watch, that.
0: Watch Kennedy give the response to the State of the Union address. Uh, we watched a couple of episodes of Ray Donovan.
1: We did. And
0: we, we agree
1: yeah.
0: that if anyone ever plays Donald Trump in the movie, it has to be John Ford.
1: Yeah, as much – in fact, because he's a right-wing asshole. <laughs> well, that, now, now, here's my point. Yes.
0: Here's my exact point. Uh, in that industry, you can be an asshole. Yes. There are plenty of assholes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can name a whole bunch of them off of the top of my head, including people who who I've fought with on Twitter and well, beaten in, them. Including to the point James where they Woods, cried who was away. also
1: in Ray Donovan yeah. and doesn't act nearly yeah. as well as John Voight, playing an asshole, no. well, Nick, right? <laughs> and
0: Nick, Nick Searcy, who, you know, right. he and I had a long yeah. Uh, yeah. I beat him rather badly on Twitter and he
1: blocked you. ran like a yeah. child
0: and cried and, and blocked yeah. me. But that my point being. The worst thing that John Voigt can do is make a bad movie.
1: Yeah, yeah. Right,
2: right.
0: You know, and give money to shitty people and so forth. But his level of influence over the public discourse is, you know, I made a bad movie. I made a good movie. The worst case scenario, he, he that's thats as far as his reach extends. Chuck Todd mm-hmm. can do real damage to this yep, country. Yep. And, and David Brooks does. David Brooks is the worst person in the world as far mm-hmm. as I'm concerned because he goddamn well knows better. Um, but the people who are in New York and D.C. at the top of their professions who are setting the table to to have our public conversations, to control the public square mm-hmm. and let people on or off and, and, and skew and move the Overton window wherever they want it to be based on what their boss wants. Those people actually have inflicted an enormous amount of damage in mm-hmm.
2: this country mm-hmm.
0: and they continue to do so. That's why what they do is so inexcusable, um, because the the effect of their and their stupidity and and their cravenness is catastrophic to our democracy. Right. Whereas John Voight, you know, is in Transformers or something, and that's the extent of his damage. Which I'm not saying is good or bad. I'm just saying
1: it damages our culture. On... Drift glass, but but does. John Voight uh, is in this as a bad person. He bad does a person. very good job playing a very bad person. He really does. Even though he's a, a right wing asshole, in life
0: carefree. Yes. Yeah, in, in this particular role, he's perfect. And he and as
1: we we're watching this. The second episode of the second season, there yeah. are five seasons. And, you know, oftentimes when there's five seasons of something, I'll start with the last season. But sure. season one, season two so far have been so good. I really want to watch uh-huh. the whole thing. And uh, it's yeah. a little bit violent. It's not for everybody. Uh, yeah. It's mob stuff. You know, a lot it's of lot Irish. Uh, connections very... to the Sopranos mm-hmm. and so forth. But yes. uh uh, John Voigt being the drunken Irish patriarch of a very messed up family uh, and being mm-hmm. an asshole and a murderer and all kinds of bad things. Uh, mm-hmm. You and I just kept watching it and realizing, oh, my God, he should play Donald Trump. He should play, play because Donald Trump.
0: He really does. And, and not, I mean, play it as a straight yeah, not, dramatic role.
1: Not ironically. not.
0: <laughs> no. Because he lies so casually yeah. and recklessly, yep. and you can always see him working the next What's scam. The scam I'm gonna do? And, yeah. and, and in between, all he wants to do is get laid and do coke and and fuck right. around. Right. Um. And 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 pay no price for, for any, of, any it. of it.
1: Yep. Yeah. Um, yep. yep.
0: And it's and the the attitude he brings he's a, to he's it a, is. She's a
1: racist. Much. Oh my god. Oh yeah. Oh my god.
0: Yeah. Except he's not. <laughs> Except he's not. <laughs>
1: He's not because it's, he likes black women to have sex with. Right. And that right. makes him not a she racist. She was the love of my life.
0: That <laughs> was the love yeah, of my life. Yeah, yeah. You know? right. But it, it is a, a really uh, a, a well-studied character. Whoever did the writing yeah, for that, yeah. uh, big ups yeah. to them. And and anyway, this is not necessarily the TV review yeah. show because we would be doing Counterpart as opposed to. Oh,
1: yeah, we really but, do like um, Counterpart, which is a science fiction show, by the way. Yep. It is.
0: It absolutely is a science We're fiction show. We're liking that. The only reason I brought it up was. Again, worst case scenario, if you're a fuck up at the apex of the entertainment industry, uh, Harvey Weinstein, et cetera, accepted the, the the amount of damage you could do to your universe is limited to the theater yeah. and, and a little bit beyond the amount of damage you could do when you work in Washington or you work in New York and you are deliberately letting people poison our democracy and is staggering Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and ongoing and will will last long after you've retired and gone off to have your own podcast.
1: Okay, news roundup. We're going to read this straight because we're running out of time here. We are. FBI Deputy Director Andrew McCabe is out. Yep.
0: Quit, quit. And was probably forced out, but certainly quit, which is Next one. Rod Rosenstein was asked if he uh, by Trump, if he was on my team, uh, you know, on loyalty things.
1: Uh, Julian Assange has a little Sean Hannity oopsie Uh, when Sean Hannity's Twitter went down for a night. And, you know, that the world came to an end for Sean Hannity that night. And uh, so Julian Assange was uh, direct messaging with a fake Sean Hannity and feeding him WikiLeaks information. And yeah, uh, yeah. so now we now we now we know that Assange is in. You know, contact with Hannity on a regular basis. Yeah,
0: yeah, and feeding him shit, which is just you could have, exp- you, could have you could have predicted that. that. Adam Schiff uh, claimed that Devin Nunes uh, has given Trump a barbered and altered, secretly altered version of let's, the memo. Let's capital T, be Capital T. the
1: memo is being written on the fly, constantly to try to come up with. Yeah. Something that makes the FBI look bad. Okay. Yeah. Ben and, uh, Pyramid Guy sure. Carson has been running HUD in such a corrupt manner that even the Trump administration people warned him not to be filling his son's pockets so openly. And I really yeah. love Rachel Maddow saying, and that's just Wednesday. <laughs> that that's would just take Wednesday. down. That would bring that down, would, down any other That would have brought down Barack Obama. That would have brought down Clinton. Yeah, that that would have be been, it, been but... a 10-month investigation. Under any Democratic president, costing seven million dollars, Fox News would have been on fire yep. every single night about how terrible, terrible HUD scandal. And that's just Wednesday. It's off the pages now. Yeah,
0: what, turn the page. What Trey yeah. Gowdy calls right. the good old days. Uh, Melania
1: Trump is the grumpiest. She cannibal. is, and I think uh, she's mad about the money, not just not so much about the the porn star because she expects that, but yeah. she doesn't want her she was not... son's inheritance to be. Uh, dented by payoffs to porn to porn stars. Yeah.
0: Seized, seized, right, by, federal, or seized
1: by the federal by officers. Federal office. Yes. Right.
0: Yeah. And she, she didn't, she was very unhappy, clearly very unhappy to yeah. be at the state of the union address. And, uh, you know, if she'd been playing candy crush <laughs> with the other ladies, maybe she would have cheered herself up um, after you. Uh,
1: Trump demanded to know why James Comey was allowed to fly home to Washington on an FBI plane after he'd been fired because he's that, Eddie, a little bitch.
0: Yeah, he's that big of an asshole. The FBI has said it has grave concerns, and this is a quote: grave concerns about the material omissions of facts that fundamentally impact that that memo's accuracy.
1: Agents might get killed, or uh, foreign governments might find out about. Gathering information in a way that could hurt our national, our our national security.
0: Or the flip side is they just chop big chunks out that exonerate or contextualize the lies they want to tell. Because why not?
1: And then tell the Democrats on the committee that they can't release their side.
0: Right, you can't tell the other side of the story because they will fuck up our law. Got
1: me back on Earth Monday night. Was I want to do another shout out? Charlie Pierce and Joe Weinbanks. Yeah, on on Chris Hayes show, right? They should take that on the road. they really no, should. And They're the a good fact team. that they were as scared and upset and anguished yeah. as I am—that this yeah. is she's terrified for our democracy. When Joe who who is you know the model of calm, reasonable, investigate one day at a time, understand that this investigation will go on as long as it needs to, et cetera, et cetera, says, no, tonight I'm. He said I'm going to disappoint everybody that follows me on Twitter. I'm scared for our democracy.
0: Well, she, and she was, she was in the Watergate investigation up to her eyes. I mean, she was, but that, my point being, he's a veteran of Watergate, you know, and so is she. They, they, they have enough, they have a thousand years of experience between them. Putting those two on the road to tell the story of this country and how we got here would be an invaluable public service. I would go see that. Better than the vagina monologues and the penis monologues
1: (laughs) together. All right.
0: Okay. Moving on.
1: Trump signed an executive order to keep Guantanamo Bay open, uh,
0: yeah. The, the, the comment I heard about mm-hmm. that this week from one of our listeners was if the wall is the last Confederate yeah. monument, uh, Guantanamo Bay is yes, our Andersonville. Yes, it is. And absolutely is. And it's it's shame. Absolutely fucking shameful that thing is open. I know Barack Obama tried to close it, his entire presidency, and, and Congress would not let him. But Donald Trump has decided to lean into it. Donald Trump likes the idea of having uh, yes, concentration camps, prison prison camps outside the law to lock up his enemies. Um, Because that's what that's just as big. And so do most Republicans. Let's not forget that this guy is the Republican Party. They love this shit. And and that's what scares that should scare you. Uh, The director of the CDC has resigned following a report that she purchased shares of tobacco stock after taking charge Mm -hmm. of the.
1: I just want to go back to Guantanamo Bay for a minute. It's amazing to me that the reason you can't close Guantanamo Bay is. Uh, conservatives do not want Muslim terrorists on the homeland, on you know the forty, the lower forty-eight. Uh, but we had a twelve-year-old engage in a school shooting this week. Right, right. And that's Every week. you know that's just the price of freedom. So uh, yeah. All right, uh, Trey Gowdy will not seek re-election in 2018, but he may be looking for a mm-hmm. federal judgeship. Um, that. Maybe <laughs> sharpening his head. Uh, Scott, okay,
0: Scott Pruitt was personally involved in wiping climate data off the EPA website and told his staff to manipulate the search results yep. on that website.
1: Paul yep. Ryan, Speaker of the House, called for the FBI to be cleansed.
0: Yeah, that's that's some sweet, sweet language that's some Sweet, there. sweet,
1: sweet rhetoric. Yeah, banana
0: republic language. Uh, Trump is considering having Jeff Sessions prosecute. Prosecute. Robert Mueller and his team in order to discredit the investigation, and this gets them – this sort of throws the monkey wrench in because they wouldn't have to fire them. They could just prosecute them and then say, well, we we can't really get to your stuff while you are being investigated and have that go Mm -hmm. on forever.
1: Mm-hmm. Just like yep. the tax returns, right? Yep. Trump will not impose new sanctions on Russia. Let me say that again. Trump will not impose new sanctions on Russia in spite of the fact that overwhelming bipartisan vote of the Congress forced him to sign an agreement that the sanctions would go through. This is quid pro quo, baby. And
0: his, and his CIA director, Mike Pompeo, has said that he has every expectation that Russia will, in fact, attempt to. To fuck around with this year's government. He
1: met with the heads of their spy agencies on American soil this week, speaking of people who should not be on American soil. Uh, So, yeah. And finally, you guys are the liberal liberal media. media. You are the uh, Mm -hmm. billionaire backers of the liberal media uh, with your $5 contribution. So, thank you for that. Each week, we post to our Facebook page and website an internet kitty or other pet sent in by you the listeners this week's it's a dog this week's internet canine of the week is mojo mojo is a beautiful dog who has been having some health problems of late so i offered to make him internet canine of the week so our listeners Send some mojo to mojo, okay?
2: Yes. <laughs> and yes, the photo
1: of mojo, yes. uh, our friend Molly, who sent us mojo, says mojo here is doing what he does best. He is staring at you like you just committed a terrible, unthinkable faux pas. So, You're <laughs> how dare you, sir? How dare you? <laughs> you can send your internet kitty or whatever other kind of animal you might have to us at our email address. ProLeftPodcast at gmail.com, where you can also write to both of us. Feel free to write us. We love hearing from you. Be aware that if you write us at any of our addresses, we reserve the right to read your email or U.S. Postal Service, Go Postal Unions, letter on the air unless you say otherwise. Driftglass, we got a letter a few weeks ago, and I've been meaning to say thank you to the person who sent it. The person is walking down the street in Chicago, and who should be walking toward him but David Brooks? Yes. Yes. And he yes. had to write to us and tell us about it. And he, he did not say, well, draw swords, you bastard.
0: He said, he did the, uh, the rooster Cogburn. Fill
1: your hand, you <laughs> son of a bitch.
0: And then charged at him with the reins in his teeth and a six gun. No, that didn't no, happen. That didn't None of happen. that happened. In my but, imagination, it did. Although we did get a lovely package from someone containing toilet oh,
1: paper. Oh, we did. We got toilet paper. A ro- One roll, a very precious roll of toilet paper. Pre- precious. precious. And... On it wow. is printed um, actual columns from the New York Times written by David Brooks. And yes. and we will yes. never use that, know. but it is so nice to know we could.
0: <laughs> uh-huh. Well, I, I may use it as a cocktail napkin. On oh, next OK. Story. So people can wipe their, their, their cheeks daintily, their lips daintily. <laughs> with David uh, with a, a David Brooks toilet paper column. David Brooks column. <laughs> yes. mm.
1: Anyway, mm. we thank you for everything Special. you send to us. Thank you so much. We really do. Uh, Don't forget our gourmet coffee guideline. If you can afford to buy an espresso-based beverage for yourself, buy one for us. This is not charity. This is our job. Thank you to all the people that have sent us $1 contributions via Patreon, $8 contributions via PayPal, or more higher contribution on our GoFundMe page. Uh, We we all of a sudden got a real big medical bill this week that I wasn't expecting. (laughs)
2: $2,600
1: for my heart. Uh, stuff that is I have a valve in my that's genetic that is not right and uh, I've had it all my life and they're not gonna have to replace it it's going all right for now they're doing they did tests on it and you know but uh the good news is my deductible is met for last year yeah
2: yeah right I mean yeah
1: so uh yeah that's that's going on in our budget um as off budget And, uh, you know, this is, what, this is what we're dealing with with healthcare. I mean, I, I also want to add, I read an article this week about a woman who had very, very severe abdominal pain. And she thought that her, uh, something had ruptured. She thought maybe her appendix had ruptured or she had an uh, ulcer rupture or something had happened. She just was bent over in incredible pain. She went to the emergency room and they did an MRI and found out that she had ovarian cysts, which can be extremely painful. And uh, she, uh, you know, then was referred to an OBGYN to get treatment and so forth and so on. She got a bill for $12,000, I believe it was, from uh, the ER that uh, insurance company said, we're not going to pay because um, we don't consider ovarian cysts to require emergency room treatment. They're not on our list of things that require emergency room treatment. Well, when she walked into the door of the emergency room, she didn't know she had ovarian cysts. Right. And That's the point. That's why you go to
0: the emergency room.
1: We are now, apparently now requiring people to diagnose themselves correctly before they go yes. in for emergency treatment.
0: Or get a referral yeah. to the emergency well,
1: room. Well, I yeah. I don't know how you're supposed to do that. You know?
0: No, you, no. it was impossible. The That's the was, whole point. The whole point her, being... Her scale
1: yeah. of pain 1 to 10 was 10. And you that your body is telling you to get some attention. And if you don't know what it is then you go to the emergency room to find out what it is and get treatment for the insurance you know company to then fuck around this is what obamacare was supposed to prevent from happening and these kind of abuses are now happening yes. because they know they can get away with mm-hmm. it and uh we can't blame trump for that fuck yes i can blame trump for that <laughs> i do yes i can hell yeah <laughs> i do blame trump for that because in an in an environment and in it was an administration where you know that from the top down uh Fairness and health care parity is the priority. Uh,
2: In
0: every department, you can get away with murder now. EPA, housing, education.
1: And why why shouldn't Ben Carson line his kid's pocket? Donald Trump's lining his kid's pocket. Right. Sure. Why not? Yeah. Why not? So, all right, you know, we're we're enraged here folks. I yeah. I hope people, you know. Well, you know what's going to happen. We're going to get $5 checks where people have written on the memo line therapy, sanity.
2: <laughs> I'm not crazy. <laughs> no,
1: you're not crazy if you're mad. You're, not crazy. you're, you're if you think everything's great, you're insane. <clears throat> you're mad and yeah. enraged by what's happening to our country right now, you're perfectly normal. Yes.
0: <laughs> yes, and don't don't implode yeah. and don't don't feel that That there's no one out there like you, that it's impotent. We're
1: the moral majority, folks. This is the moral majority talking. We are, we know what's right, and uh, we're going to win. We're going to, this, I don't want to go all revelation on people, but there is a school of thought in theology that says that Satan has to rear his head in order to be beheaded. And I'm not using that as a pledge to violence or anything like that. This is speaking metaphorically. No. But, if we were gonna get rid of Fox and get rid of the Republican disease, you know, everybody kept saying, "Oh, the fever's gonna break. The fever's gonna break after the election. The fever's gonna break." No, yeah. the fever's not gonna break. The fever has to be destroyed. The virus has to be mm-hmm. destroyed. That's not talking about killing people. I'm talking about the virus has to be destroyed. Selfishness, greed, graft, corruption, lying, lying. racism, I'm getting away with lying. This this has to be destroyed. And there's a whole lot of people in this country who will change the channel to American Idol and pretend it's not there until it gets so bad that they see it.
0: Until it comes mm -hmm. to their door. Mm -hmm. Until it comes to their door. All right.
1: Approximately 1% of our listeners support this podcast with a contribution you can, too. See our website, ProLeftPod.com, for details. All of the information is there that you need To support this show, and we appreciate any amount. We know this can be tough for a lot of people. We've been there. We've been on food stamps. We've been on, you know, heating assistance. I've been down that road and back again. And uh, so, when everyone gets together and says, you know, I'm going to change my habit and I'm not going to give zero. I'm going to give one dollar a month, or I'm going to give five bucks this time. We don't keep a mailing list. We don't sell your name and address. Nope. We don't mark it to you. <laughs> we say thank nope. you if we can get the time to say thank you, and sometimes it's a little late, but we do say thank you, and then I put your letter or contribution or check stub in a shoebox, and I put the date on it, and I put a bow around it, I put it in my basement because I treasure all everyone that writes to us. I have all of the letters <laughs> in little shoeboxes in the basement on a shelf, so mm-hmm. um, I do treasure them, but they're not for sale. If you
0: just, <laughs> if, if just can't... If you can't, if you're not yep. to, if, if it's you're
1: unemployed, for you, if you're, um, if you're active absolutely. duty
0: overseas, this is our, just our gift.
1: Just don't. If to you can't come, yeah. this is our gift.
0: Yeah. Our gift to you. Absolutely, yeah. happy to do it.
1: Please share our show on Facebook or Twitter, and thank you for doing that. Hey, Driftglass, how are the Internet Kitties doing this week?
0: Oh, the Internet Kitties want to mention the fact that the State of the Litter Box speech only lasted 45
2: seconds. Let's think about living. Think about living. Just, Just think about loving. Think about loving. Just think about the hooping and the hopping and the popping and the loving. Loving loving, loving. loving loving, loving, Let's forget about the whining.
1: The left podcast is recorded under Creative Commons license, copyright 2018 DGBG Productions Incorporated.